Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. Welcome to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. We're back at it here on a Thursday. It is the Strike Zone. We do this uh, in the 7 o'clock hour on Thursday nights. All baseball here during the Strike Zone. Jose Akindo is going to join us in about 15 minutes. It was just announced yesterday that he's going to be part of the 2023 induction class for the Cardinals Hall of Fame. So the secret weapon is going to join us in about 15 minutes. Uh, we've got this time available for you since we were not able to do the full extra inning show today where we take your phone calls, your texts, and your tweets. We're making that available to you right now, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. A lot of people calling for the job of Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. I am not one of those people. I don't think there's much change if you do that. I think Marmel's a good manager. I put the – I. Uh, you can put the blame on players. You can put the blame on roster construction. I just I don't think there's a whole lot of culpability uh, when it comes to Oliver Marmel. Not that there's none. There's some everywhere. And here's one other thing. Just a quick sidebar, and then we'll get back. People are waiting patiently to get on uh, get uh, on the phone. I've never understood, and maybe I'm just a softy. I've never understood like the sometimes the the strong desire. For somebody to be fired. We, we forget sometimes that these are human beings. It really bugs me when I see people. If, if, if somebody has to get fired, we should be lamenting that. It happens. We know that. In, in sports, coaches, managers, executives, at some point in time, they lose their jobs. It's part of it. But we should never celebrate that. These are human beings. So, yeah, it bugs me when people are trying to really kind of take joy in a potential managerial change, which I don't think is anywhere near. But you know what? Cardinals are 10 and what, 10 and 22? If they go 10 and 22 again through their next 32 games, at some point, there probably would be some culpability at the top, and Oliver Marmel probably would not be able to survive it. There is a line at some point that he probably can't go over with this team. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're going to get there. I think the Cardinals are going to play good enough baseball at some point in time that we're not going to be having that discussion. But it's always frustrated me that people take joy in the firing of somebody. You're taking joy in the in somebody's somebody's husband, somebody's father. Like they're 
It, it happens sometimes. I know. I get it. It happens sometimes, and it has to happen sometimes. But I just think it's a bad look when people take joy in those things happening. All right. Uh, we've got callers who have been waiting very, very, very patiently. Let's start with Irvin. Hey, Irvin, you're on Sports Open Line. Yeah, how you doing, man? Doing uh, all right. I, you know, I, I love the Cardinals, man. But the problem that I see with the Cardinals is they got young players. They got to give them time to jail, man. They ain't even played a whole year yet, and they're crying about how the Cardinals don't look right. They're going to be all right. They're just young players. They ain't played a whole year yet. And then they need a young pitching staff. They got to go get some young pitchers for next year. You need young players and young pitching staff to match up, and then they'll be effective, and then they'll win. And one thing about the uh, about the coach, Ollie, he's a good guy. He just got to stay on him. When they make a mistake, he got to stay on him and, and, and tell him what's wrong with his mistakes and quit making mistakes, and they'll get better. They're going to get better as the year go on. Now, when it get warm and get hot, June and July, the Cardinals will start winning. It'll get hot, and they'll start hitting the ball out the park. So you just got to give them time. They're trying to replace two great uh, two great uh, um, players, Albert Pujols and, and uh, the, the, the back catcher. Yeah, Molina. They're they replacing two big guys. They don't have enough uh, experience yet to place them. Got them some big shoes to fill to try to place Albert Pujols and Molina. So give it time, man. Give it time. Let them play the whole year. Go around the league and everything. Then they'll pick up some stuff that they can do, and then they'll get better. But you got to give it time, man. You know that's how, that's how I look at it. All right, Irvin, I appreciate it. Uh, you give them too much time, they're going to. Being, they've not dug themselves a hole deep enough yet that they're for sure not going to be a playoff team this year. The playoffs are still very much a possibility for this team, but this is a hole that they're in. Let's let's not sugarcoat it at the same time. It, it's not insurmountable, but it is notable. They are 10 games back in the division, and from a uh, playoff standpoint, they are seven games out of a playoff spot. That those numbers cannot get much bigger. If we're two, three weeks down the line and they're still double digits out of uh, the division and they're still uh, way back in the wild card, then all of a sudden you start running the numbers and you say, man, they got to, they got to do something pretty remarkable to be able to uh, make their way all the way back. So I think there is something to be said for as they are going to get better as time goes on. I would agree with that, but they're not all young. Nolan Arnato's not young. Paul Goldschmidt's not young. Wilson Contreras isn't young. Miles Michaelis isn't young. Adam Wainwright isn't young. Steven Matz isn't young. Like There's there's still some veteran guys that are uh, on that team. Don has given us a call. Hey, Don, you're on Sports Open Line. Yeah, Matt, I got about four things for you. Uh, I I just think after last year when they lost that playoff game against Philadelphia, I think Ollie made a mistake of leaving uh, Ryan Husley in there. He should have replaced him, but he left him in there too long to lose that game. And that's just the, the way the Cardinal fans are. Car- Cardinal fans have high expectations of this team, and, and you can't take that away from the Cardinal fans here. They're not used to seeing a start like this. And uh, basically, I think uh, the ownership has to be accountable for this roster they put together. Moselak's got to be accountable for it because he's part of it. And and here's two players that need, they need to do something with. I think Jack Flaherty, he won't be back next year because I don't think he's the ace they think he is. And Steven Matz, they paid too much for him. There, there were better pitchers out there, Matt, they, they could have signed. 
but they chose to sign him. I think he's been a wasted uh, uh, free agent signing. So I want to hear your response, Matt, and I appreciate your show. Yeah, Don, appreciate you uh, calling in. Uh, if they had the Matt's contract to do again, they probably would be doing it differently. Looking at it right now and seeing that he's got two more years left on that deal, making $11 million per year, I think he's going to make one more start. And I don't know if, if I was in their position, here's where I would be torn on it. He wasn't good his last time out, but it all came in one inning. And then he locked in after that. So you get, it's the, it's the siren song, right? That's what it is. You, you, you see what he did in those final four innings of his day after he'd given up the runs and you said, okay, if he can do that, if that can be the guy he can be, he can be a really good starter for you. But how much of those final four innings were was because he'd already given up the runs and maybe the Angels kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit? I don't know. When, I mean, the numbers just are not good for him. So I think, I think they're going to give him one more start. And then if it doesn't go well, you got to move into the bullpen. You look at his righty-lefty splits. He's really good against lefties. He's got some swing and miss. There's some there's some aspects of his profile that would profile well for the bullpen. Is it a perfect situation that you're paying a dude $11 million a year to be like a middle reliever? No, that's not great. Uh, at the same time, you want to get something out of him, right? You do. You want to get something out of him. And maybe that's where he goes. And maybe you revisit him starting after he figures it out in the bullpen. I don't know. He's got... but. This is this is the last chance for me. I mean, this is the last chance for him staying in the rotation. Matthew Libertor has been too good at AAA. If Matts goes out, what is he scheduled to pitch on Sunday? Yeah, because Wainwright's on Saturday, so Matts would be on Sunday. Let me double check that. Yeah, so Matts is scheduled to go on Sunday. If you don't get a pretty solid start out of him on Sunday, that's that's the end of it. He's not get rid of him. You can't afford to get rid of him. He's got two years left on the deal. But he's out of the rotation at that point, and you you do something else, and you try to get something positive out of him. I know people are always going to point to how much money somebody's making. and You can't control that. You can't control the contract. So what you do is you get the most out of somebody, and if it gets to a point where Steven Matz is just not going to be consistent enough to stay in the rotation, but you can get some outs out of him out of the bullpen, you put him in the bullpen and you just wear it. Okay, you're paying him a lot of money to be a bullpen guy. All right, that's you can't you can't give him a pay decrease because of it. So you go get something out of it, and you just know that's the world that you're in. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, this is going to be a lot of fun. Jose Okendo is going to uh, join us, and then later on this hour, I'm going to play what uh, something that Marmel said yesterday that really became very controversial. Fans did not appreciate something he said yesterday. We'll get your take on that coming up later on. It is uh, the Strike Zone. We do it on Thursday night. It's all part of a sports open line brought to you by Gray Bar right here on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Sports Open Line does continue. A Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. Jose Akindo is going to join us in uh, just a moment or so. So stay tuned for that after the big announcement earlier this week that he has been chosen for induction in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Last hour, had a really good conversation with uh, Sam Dykstra for, um, from uh, MLB Pipeline, uh, talking about a lot of the Cardinals uh, minor leaguers and prospects. If you missed that conversation, you can always uh, relive Sports Open Line with the Sports Open Line podcast. You can uh, also always... Uh, head to Cardinals at Conversations. And if you want to uh, learn a little bit about uh, some of the prospects who are right on the cusp of being big leaguers and you did not hear that conversation last hour, check that out. Building the Future is sponsored by Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data communications needs. Again, uh, we'll get um, we'll get Jose Akindo on in just a moment. Got a text message, and I get what this person is saying, but I disagree. The text message says, you are forgetting that Ali works for us, the people that pay for his job. Okay that you feel bad for Ali. Um, no. <laughs> Oliver Marmel doesn't work for you. He works for the Cardinals. Now, do you as fans put money into the coffers of the St. Louis Cardinals organization? Yeah, you over 3 million people go every year. The, the gear you buy, like everything. I'm not, I am not dismissing the impact of 3 million fans going, but it's, it's a private business. Oliver Marmel doesn't work for the fans, and I know fans don't want to hear this. Even drawing 3 million fans, and the 3 million fans allows the Cardinals to do some things. It allows them sometimes to kind of punch above their weight when it terms of, in terms of market size. It allows them to draw a little bit more in terms of their regional cable deal and all that's up in the air right now. But the money that's coming in to Major League teams is the, is the national TV money, okay? It's the national TV money. That's, that's the revenue. Um, it's great. that, And I'm not, I, this sounds like me being dismissive of the Cardinals drawing $3 million every year. I'm not. It's amazing. It's fantastic. And it does allow the Cardinals some financial flexibility. But we are, if, if, you, went, if you were able to open up the books – on a major league franchise and look and see all their revenue streams that are coming in, you would see the money that they're relying on is not the money of the 3 million fans that are coming in. It's the money of the TV deals. It's the money of the, the big major league baseball deals that, that, that are coming in. That's we're talking billion dollar TV deals for major league baseball, especially when it comes to the playoffs. So um, no, Oliver Marmel does not work for the fans. He works for the pro- – that's like saying I work for you because you listen to the radio. Like, you're not my boss. I have a boss. Uh, you you choose to uh, spend your time and spend whatever by you – know, whether it's going to a Cardinals game or listening to the radio or watching TV, whatever entertainment you happen to consume, 
You are a consumer of it. You help support it with money, with listenership, whatever it might be. But that doesn't that doesn't transport into somebody works for you because you are supporting the entity that they are part of. It's just it doesn't work that way. So no, Oliver Marmel does not work for the fans. He works for the St. Louis Cardinals. With that being said, the St. Louis Cardinals made a big announcement uh, just uh, yesterday of their next induction class for the Cardinals Hall of Fame. This is really, really cool. And one of the individuals who has been uh, selected for induction is the secret weapon. He is uh, Jose Akindo, and he joins us right now on the program. Jose, thank you so much for your time, and congratulations on what is just uh, really an incredible honor. Thank you. Uh... Pleasure to be in the, in the program, and it is a great honor uh, to be inducted. And I was surprised, but um, it's a big honor. Yeah. What was the reaction? Who told you? How did you find out? What did you? Uh, how did you respond to it? Uh, uh, Mr. DeWitt called me and told me to congratulate being a nominee, and uh, uh, I was a uh, big, big surprise, and I was uh, excited. This has been quite the year because you also were honored as the club's George Kissel Award winner in uh, 2022. That's always given to somebody for excellence in, in player development. You talk Cardinals Hall of Fame and George Kissel Award. That's a th- th- those are two very cool honors coming in a very short amount of time for you. Yeah, yeah, big, big surprise also from having that uh, George Kissel Award. That's a uh, great honor, guys. Yeah, I admire and I learned a lot from. From the stuff uh, he he did in the field, and I tried uh, to do my best to keep that legacy alive and teach the kids the the fundamentals of the game. Yeah, how much pride do you take in that? Because that's something that you do. I I saw you working during spring training. You're down in Florida. You're working with guys. How much pride do you take when maybe you flip on the big leagues and you see a guy who you worked with a ton and you can see very directly some of the things that you worked with them on uh, playing out at the big league level? Yeah, I mean, that's that's something we, as an organization, something that we can never uh, forget, that what makes this organization great is all the fundamentals that we 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 teach and we cover uh, with the young younger guys? Yes, some of the younger guys might be moving up to the higher level a little quicker, uh, but they, they still go through the process. They're learning the, just the fundamentals. How? When I was at spring training, I, whether it was a Mason Wynn seeing Ozzy Smith and there were some other guys out there, it feels like. There is education, and players, young players in the Cardinals organization, maybe have a better understanding of who came before them than probably some kids in other organizations. How important is it in St. Louis being part of the Cardinals, knowing, having some sort of an idea of those people who did come before you, and and everything that goes along with that? Yeah, well, one of the things that we we do as an organization uh, try to teach the players just a history of the Cardinals. And uh, the history is, you know, Austin Smith and Bob Gibson, Blue Brocks, Trey Chandis, Mr. Kissel, Dave Ricketts. And we, we talk about that that uh, history a lot with the younger guys. And we, we encourage them to not just to look uh, at players doing uh, uh, videos and stuff. We also teach them to, uh, to look at the history of the, the organization they play for. 
We're talking with uh, Jose Akindo, 40 years just about in the Cardinals organization as a player on the major league staff, uh, continues to uh, work as a Cardinals minor league uh, instructor. Uh, what When you look back at your time in the organization, is, is there a moment in time or a certain position that you've had uh, or maybe it was as a player that you most fondly look back at? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, uh, the, the middle infield, uh, the shortstop and second base, I, uh, I definitely concentrate a lot with with that that part of the teaching of the younger kids. But I also, but I also work with the, some of the outfielders. Uh, uh, we fortunate we had now we have the uh, Bernard Gicky helping out with the outfielders in the base running. But sometimes when I travel around the the, the minor leagues. Uh, I also have to help with some of that part, and because I play all those positions, that helps me out to be able to teach some of the guys uh, the fundamentals of that position that they're, they're practicing. Do you take pride in the fact that your tenure with the organization has spanned across multiple managers, multiple baseball operations leaders, things like that? There's been a lot of people in, in different positions, yet it, you remain a priority in the organization, and the organization continues to see you as a as, as just an amazing resource to have inside of it? Yeah, I mean, I take pride in that. Uh, you know, I have to thank, thank the the ownership to, to keep me here. Also, Joe Mosalek, who, who, who keep me around, he... Uh, uh, being able to help the, the younger kids, the uh, easy he could, I, we, I could have go someplace else, but I always love the Cardinals and the history of the Cardinals, and this is my home, and this is where I always want to be. So uh, uh, it doesn't matter who who, who comes and go. Uh, you still have to teach the fundamentals of the game, and and uh, the Cardinals organization they're proud about the the way the younger guys coming up knowing the game especially from the Reynolds. Just a couple more moments with uh, Jose Akendo. He was selected for induction for the Cardinals Hall of Fame for the 2023 class. You're going in with uh, David Freeze and also uh, Max Lanier. Pretty much everybody listening remembers David Freeze as far as Lanier goes. Uh, he's selected by the uh, Red Ribbon Committee. He was somebody that uh, played between uh, the 30s and the 40s pretty much with the Cardinals. What's your uh, reaction to being part of a class with those two individuals? Oh, that's great! I mean, I, I congratulations to both of them. Uh, uh, David, especially David, was more closer to my remember, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he was a tremendous player for us. He did a great, a lot of great thing, and I'm, I'm happy to be part of that that celebration. Well, Jose, we really appreciate you taking some time. Uh, congratulations. You are absolutely beloved uh, by Cardinals fans all around, and I know everybody was excited when this announcement came out. Uh, you certainly deserve this honor. It's really cool to see it, and uh, we can't wait for the uh, ceremony coming up later on this summer. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the program, and thank you to the fans. Jose Akindo, the secret weapon, joining us here uh, on the pro- – it's f- so much fun. So this was my first spring training with the Cardinals uh, this past year. And, you know, they've got the half fields in the backfields where it's just the it's just the infield. And he's always there working with guys and just seeing the, the intensity that he has going about teaching the fundamentals that have always existed in the Cardinals organization. It's really, really cool to see. So a great honor for him to be selected. You talk about people in the modern era who have impacted the Cardinals the way he has. It's hard to think of anybody. His, 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 his positive impact 
is all over this team and this organization on an everyday basis. I uh, got a text message from the uh, 636. I was talking earlier about um, if you keep digging the hole, well, it keeps getting tougher and tougher to dig out of it, right? Like if, if the hole's deeper, it takes longer to climb out. Uh, it says, Matt, going into today's game, the Cardinals would need to go 78-53, and 53, 25 games over 500 the rest of the year just to win 88. The math doesn't lie. The team is in big trouble. They're in, it's a big hole. It is a big hole, and we those numbers are true. I don't know if they're going to need 88 to get into the postseason this year. Might be 85, 86. That's what those final wild cards got in uh, with uh, last year. So you might not need 88, but even even 86, that's 23 over 500 at this point. That'd be going 76 and 50. Like that's, yeah. We are at the point now where you start looking at what really has to happen is this team has to go on, um, go on a big run. So I think most people know I I'm from St. Louis, but I was working in Milwaukee before I came here, and I was one of my uh, one of my friends who still lives in Milwaukee and is a Brewers fan sent me this message on Twitter today, and. He said, I've been victimized by the Cardinals enough times to know there's a 30 and 10 streak in there somewhere. Uh, that's what they, they need one of those. That's what uh, he sent me that message today. And I thought to myself, well, that's what the Cardinals need that they need at some point to go on a tear to undo some of the damage that was, uh, that was put together. You know, last year they went on a tear in the month of, what was it, July, right? July was the, the big month last year? No, it was August. Anyways, um, they went on the they went on the big tear. They had a one-month stretch where they were arguably the, the best team in baseball last year, and they, they need to have another one of those stretches. And the scary thing about that is they haven't done anything yet this year that would completely indicate that they are going to be able to do such things. And we're all just sitting back waiting for it to get going. I, I keep using the term course correction. I do think at some point in time, like now, there has to be some sort of a course correction. Something has to be done. At the same time, I don't know what that something is. Marmel said, Oliver Marmel said yesterday something in his post game that got a ton a ton of reaction from Cardinals fans. And I, I understand why. I am I, I I think I've made it pretty clear. I'm a I'm an Ollie Marmel guy. I'm a fan of him as a manager. I'm a fan of him as a person. I, I think he's a good manager and I think this thing's gonna get turned around under him at some point in time. But I would have advised him not to say something that he said yesterday. And the fans have reacted to it in a big way. We'll play it for you. And I'll tell you why I thought it was probably not the best thing for him to say. We'll do that in just a moment as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. It's the Strike Zone right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Gray Bar. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line does continue right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Got you for about 20 more minutes. We're taking you until 8 o'clock this evening. 
What's on Deck is sponsored by Chesterfield Fence and Deck. The sign you have, the very best coming up tomorrow. The Cardinals are going to open up a three-game series against the Detroit Tigers. Jordan Montgomery goes tomorrow. Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. And then Adam Wainwright and Stephen Matz are the scheduled starters on Saturday and Sunday, respectively, before they hit the road. And they'll play in Chicago against the Cubs coming up on Monday. I think I've made it pretty clear on this show. Like I don't, I don't back off on, on things I say and things I believe. I believe in Oliver Marmel as a manager and I don't think he's the problem. There's certainly some culpability there, but there's bigger problems than Oliver Marmel. And I don't think firing him or moving on from him really fixes many things. That being said, I always say I don't agree with 100% everything he uh, does or says for that matter. And he said something yesterday in his post-game press conference that caught a lot of attention, especially on folks on social media. I would have advised him not to say this, even if he believes it. And even if it might be true, I would advise him not to say this. Uh, I believe it was Ben Fredrickson from uh, the Post-Dispatch and STL Today who asked the question was related to uh, the boos from Cardinals fans because it was a rain of boos uh, yesterday, a little bit today, but especially uh, yesterday. And it was a question about how much Cardinals fans care compared to uh, how much players and staff and everybody uh, inside the clubhouse cares. Do you think they're more frustrated than us? No, I don't think so. No, I can tell you right now they're not. That clubhouse is extremely frustrated. Understand something. This is year 17 with the Cardinals. I've had the privilege of doing this for 17 years for one organization. And whether you're in the minor leagues as a coach in the lowest level, if you're a coach at the big league level or you're managing in my seat, you wake up every single day with one thing in mind. It's how to improve the organization. So to sit here and think that other people are more frustrated than the people in this clubhouse is insane. Absolutely insane. I can tell you that. Every coach that's in that clubhouse wakes up and loses sleep over how to improve what's going on at the moment and that's the only thing that crosses your mind every minute of the day that's why this organization has been good for a long time is because everyone wakes up with the same thing in mind so to think that when you say that the fan base is yeah we want to deliver for this city that's what you wake up for every day and trust me we don't mind the accountability that's also why we wake up every day because it drives us knowing that if we do well things go well and if you don't people are pissed that drives me it drives everybody in that clubhouse so if you think other people are more frustrated than within these walls you're crazy all right that's not what cardinals fans wanted to hear i don't so i'm married somehow some way i have stayed married um i'm coming up on 10 years of being married and if you are in any type of relationship you know at some point you get into conflicts with your significant other. And especially for dudes, we tend to be like kind of competitive. That's our that's our first thing that we go to. So you're in some sort of conflict and your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance or whatever, she's telling you some of the things she's doing. And what do you do? You try to like come back with, well, this is what I'm doing. Or, you know, if, if somebody had a bad day, well, I had this happen to me. And these are words that are told. I, I don't know if you ever hear these words, but these are words that I hear fairly often, rightfully so, by my wife. She's in the right. I'm in the wrong. I hear the words, it's not a competition. That's what I hear. It's not a competition. We're not, we're not comparing our woes. It's not a competition. So if you've, 
if you have the same type of uh, arguments with your significant other, maybe you hear that sometime. It's not a competition. That's what I would say to Oliver Marmel. It's not a competition. It's not who cares more. It's not that we care more than the fans. And you know what? You might not. There, there, I pro- there's at least one fan out there that cares more than you. There's a fan out there that hasn't slept in five days, that can't get over it, that's not going to like. I, and I'm, I'm kind of saying that in, with the with a little bit of a, you know, out of the side of my mouth, being a little bit of a smart aleck. But you don't know that. Like you don't know what it matters to fans. So I get what he's saying. What he was trying to say right there, and we we can't lose the message in all this. Sometimes the the actual message is more important than the delivery of the message. And I would say the delivery of his message yesterday, it was not a good delivery because it it became a competition. It became who cares more. It doesn't matter who cares more. It doesn't. The point is they care. They care a lot. And, and that that's the point that should be uh that that you should that should be made uh in in that in that spot. So I wasn't, I was not a fan of the way he delivered that message yesterday, trying to say that it's crazy to think that any fan cares more than them. Cardinals fans are incredibly passionate, incredibly passionate. I see it when people disagree with me, uh, they, they let me know. I get it because. We're talking Cardinals, and it's a very passionate sort of thing. The last text, I, I keep the text line in front of me. I have no clue the context on this last text message. I just got a random one. It says, you're just looking for ratings. I'm done. I have no clue what that's in um, what that's in relation to, what, what I said, how I'm looking for ratings. I like ratings are a good thing, by the way. Um, but I, I will always say this. Everything I say, I believe. There was some talk on social media this past week with me. Oh, you're being told to say this, or you, uh, you, you can't actually say this. No. I've never been instructed on what I can say and what I can't say. I believe everything that I said. Uh, I'm trying to put together an entertaining program on a night-in, night-out basis, but I've got my opinions, and I believe my opinions, and I'm genuine, and I'm authentic, and we're, we're going to share this thing together. So, no, I don't know what you're talking about there, but that's, that's, that's not where I'm at. I'm just telling you how I feel. And I don't, I don't feel like Marmel needed to go down the path that he became comparing and competing against the fans on who cares more. That's, that's a path, that's a route that I would have told him to avoid, to stay away from. Just, just share how much you care. Just Talk about the fact that I think he said this morning to the media that he got one hour of sleep last night. Okay. Like, I think fans will appreciate that. You are so distraught by what's going on, you can barely sleep. You're putting in all kinds of work. Guys are putting in work. Like, that's what you want to hear. Fans don't want to be told that you care more than fans. Fans don't want to have their feelings dismissed. And there's kind of a dismissal there. So, as much as I like Oliver Marmel, I would have certainly recommended that he take a different approach in what he said yesterday. The point, the main point of what he was saying is that they really care inside of that clubhouse. But like my wife likes to remind me, it doesn't have to be a competition. One more break. We'll come back and uh, we'll wrap up this edition of a sports open line. It's the strike zone right here on KMOX. 
Welcome back to the Strike Zone on KMOX. Presented by Graybar. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Back at it on Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Just a few minutes left in the program. Coming up from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we are going to replay our Mike Shannon special going back to uh, celebrating his uh, 50 years with the organization. So that's going to be coming up 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. You'll certainly want to be tuned in for that. Let's grab one more Cardinals-related phone call before we uh, call today on the calls. Randy has uh, called us. Hey, Randy, you're on Sports Open Line. How you doing, Matt? Doing all right. Uh, I got quick, quick questions, real quickly. Could you tell me when the Cardinals are going to call Matthew Libertar up? Look, he's doing pretty good down in Memphis. Yeah, he's doing really good. I would say that uh, if Stephen Matt, so they. Steven Matz is penciled in this weekend. I think he's going to make the start. They said it was going to kind of depend on how his uh, between-game bullpen session goes. If Matz were to struggle this weekend, I would suspect he would be taken out of the rotation. They would go to Libertor. If that doesn't happen, if Matz pitches well, who knows? But Libertor has been really good, and, and I think he certainly has deserved the next opportunity in the rotation whenever that happens to come around. All right, that's all in Thank you, Dan. All right, thanks, Randy. Appreciate uh, the phone call. At uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Also, you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Wanted to touch on one quick other story before we call it a night. I found this to be really interesting, and this is a um, this is a story that is uh, starting to just kind of continue to develop and it's got some legs to it and it could have some implications to, um, it's just a bad thing and it's got an SEC, uh, touch to it. So kind of Mizzou adjacent, I guess you can say the baseball coach at the university of Alabama dude named Brad Bohannon. And I, I don't know anything about Alabama baseball. This is the first time in my life I've ever spoken about Alabama baseball or mentioned Brad Bohannon's name, but, uh, Brad Bohannon was fired today following a widespread investigation, I read from uh, ESPN.com, after a widespread investigation into suspicious betting activity on Alabama's game against LSU six days ago. Sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time. That's according to multiple sources with direct information telling ESPN. The school announced that the uh, that they had initiated the termination process. Uh, the alleged suspicious activity took place Friday at the sports book at Great American Ballpark, and this is according to the Ohio Casino Control Commission. So, what this is, what this is uh, insinuating, is that there was somebody at the sports book betting on the Alabama LSU baseball game. And that person, as the game was going on, was having communication with the head coach at Alabama where I don't, and I don't know if they're, you're, you're throwing the game or if you're just giving inside information on something that might be going on in the game or plans for the game, whatever it might be. That's really bad. That's really bad. It does. The, the good part of this and this is a weird thing to say, the good part of all this is that it got flagged. And I I think a lot of things that happen at sports books get flagged. You know, just, uh, just a couple weeks ago, 
a bunch of NFL players got suspended for various amount of times for betting on games. And all these sports books are partners with the NFL. We're, we're in a world right now when it comes to sports gambling that these sports books are in bed with the, with the professional sports le- uh, leagues and teams. So there's a lot of information that's, uh, that's getting passed around, and it is somewhat up to the sports books because the, the, the last thing the sports books want is any feeling of something's being tainted, that something's not down the line, that a game is being thrown or whatever it might be. So they are tracking a lot of information. So if an NFL player goes and, and bets on a game or an NFL player uh, bets on something from inside of an NFL facility, you know, there's always, when, you, when you've got your phone, you got a tracker on you at all times. I'm pretty sure if the government wanted to know where I was at at this very moment, somehow, some way, they could get that information from my phone. I, I'm not, I'm not a super privacy guy. I, I don't have a whole lot to hide, so I'm not, uh, I'm not real worried about that. I got no problem putting in my phone number when I'm at the grocery store to try to get some coupons, telling the grocery store what type of items I like to buy. Uh, that 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 sort of stuff doesn't bother me. I get the people that it does bother. That's fine. That's you. If you don't want to put that information in, if you want privacy. That's fine. I think we live in a world that's really hard to have true privacy with our digital footprint that's all over the place. The point I'm making is this information is everywhere. And if you try to do something, especially when it comes to to gambling, and it's not above board, I think more often than not, somebody's going to flag it. Somebody is. And if this is true, again, this is all alleged activity. If this is true, how dumb do you have to be to be a college baseball coach, a high-profile college baseball coach? SEC baseball, that's big time. That's big time. That's, that's as good of a league as exists when it comes to college baseball. How dumb do you have to be as a coach to be giving inside information to somebody who's gambling on the game as the game is going on? So much so that whatever they're betting on at any given moment was was notable to the point that the casino took note of it. That like it get like it's it, there's no way this is a coincidence that you're betting on these things where they had to really start to investigate what was going on. That's that's bad, man. If you're a if you're a parent of a kid that you sent to Alabama to play baseball for and you you committed to this Brad Bohannon guy, and then you hear that he's using your kids as a way to try to bankroll himself or do whatever he's doing, that's not good. That's really, really bad. So we'll see where this goes. I just I find this to be an incredibly interesting story that this is going on. Uh, there are certainly areas and avenues when it comes to sports gambling that you have to be very, 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 very careful on. And uh, I, again, I'm in favor of sports gambling in the state of Missouri. I, I think too much of our tax dollars are leaving the state, but this does go to underscore just all the areas that you really need to uh, protect yourself. And I mean, the fact that this was going on at a sports book in Cincinnati inside a major league ballpark involving an Alabama LSU game, that just shows you how widespread this can be and how it's not always going to be easy to uh, track everything. All right, appreciate you being tuned in. Appreciate all the interaction. Certainly interesting times right now for the Cardinals. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for Cardinals baseball right here on KMOX. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.